Hello, and welcome to episode 33 of Friends of the Show. I am Stephen W. Skinner, and this is a show where I talk to some of the funniest and nicest people on Twitter. They're the Friends of the Show. This week's friend is Hoppers at Frog Avalanche, Australia's own absent-minded rascal and Twitter jokester. Hoppers has been the Twitter game for a long time, and we get into that and all manner of things Australian. And we also have a great time answering your questions. So put your head in. It's Friends of the Show, episode 33, with Hoppers at Frog Avalanche. Fair dinkum. That's not a knife. You gave me hyacinth the first a year ago. They called me the hyacinth girl. Yet when we came back late from the hyacinth garden, your arms full and your hair wet, I could not speak and my eyes failed. I was neither living nor dead and I knew nothing. Looking into the heart of the light, the silence. Uh, T.S. Eliot from the Wasteland. T.S. Eliot. What a lovely quote and so well read. Welcome to the podcast, Hoppers. G'day, mate. How you going? G'day, indeed. So, for the listeners, this week's friend is a delightful Aussie from the land down under, and I'm talking, of course, about <laughs> Hoppers at Frog Avalanche. If you don't know who he is, he's one of the super original, nice Twitter accounts. Um, he ran a long time Twitter feature series where he would promote all different kinds of great accounts. And it, it was once a week and it ran for so long and it was the best. It was a great way to find new accounts. Um, yeah, so he's one of the original Twitter guys and he's the best. So welcome to the show. Oh, I'm glad this is not a, a video podcast. You'd see me all blushing now. Thank you kindly, <laughs> sir. Thank you kindly. Most kind. Great. Most gracious. Yeah, so <laughs> let's get into it. You're clearly in Australia. We had a, a fun time setting up the setting up this podcast with the time difference and everything. So you're technically <laughs> coming to us live from tomorrow, like tomorrow afternoon. And I'm here today at night. (laughs) So uh, I'm glad that we were finally able to get it going. So good to talk to you. Now, let's get into some Australia chat. Yeah, so so I (laughs) I think that's why I've heard of them because, you know, they're hustling so hard. So just wanted to give them a shout out. Ham and Ando, if you're listening, get at us. Hey, Ham and Ando. (laughs) Thanks for listening. (laughs) Um, What else about Australia? So what's it like down there? Uh, currently, it is blue skies, 25, with a bird sitting on my fence. I'm not sure what the bird's about to do, but it's uh, it's going to be a hot summer. There was exceptionally large lightning storms the other night, but otherwise, it's it's good. It's great, mate. It's bonza. Ah, uh, bonza. Yeah, that's great. So, yeah, so nice. We're heading into winter up here in North America, so every day winter uh, – gets creeping closer and closer together it gets colder we're just waiting for that first huge snowfall to like bury us under and you're out there chilling with birds just getting ready for summer so it's already pretty sweet weather there right yeah it's it's nice today today's my perfect weather but it's gonna get well i don't know what fahrenheit is but 25 today so that it'll get up into the in January and February, it'll hit the 110s in your language, 120. <laughs> You're forgetting Just that I am in horrible. Canada. And, of course, we use Celsius and the metric system up here. So I know exactly what temperatures you're wow. talking about. But, uh, yeah, for you our American right. listeners. I did not know that. Well, I'm going to write that down as a thing. <laughs> write it down. <laughs> so, Canadians. So, Celsius. C for Celsius. C, C for, for Celsius. Okay. Yeah, so, so it'll get to the 40s probably... 45s, I don't know, I won't care because I'll be in my lounge room crying. Because it's just too hot, mate. It's just too just, like, hot. Park yourself in front of the AC. Yeah, I don't think we see. We don't really see the mid forties. We sort of tap out around forty. Maybe when you get the humidex involved. Do you have the humidex down there? I guess it wouldn't be quite as humid. Is is this like the wind chill factor? But the exactly factor. Yes. That ah, is exactly it. Yeah. Do tell. No, we, we we don't get humidity so much this far south. Because I'm down near Melbourne, Australia. Oh, okay. All right. 
So I'm about an hour south. So I'm, we don't get too much humidity, not really. It's uh, more dry heat down here. That's nice. Uh, yeah, the dry heat is much better. Um, when you get into the muggy, summer, <laughs> swampy temperatures, that's when it really kills you. Like it could only be, it would be like mid-30s, but it feels like 43 with the Humidex. And you're just like soaked in sweat. <laughs> but yeah. but we're a long way away from that now. So uh, I hope you get to enjoy a lovely summer. Well, thank you. I hope you get to enjoy a, do you say, lovely winter? No, I the, don't know. It looks pretty from where I mm-hmm. sit. We don't get snow down here at all. Um, so I, I look at your weather in winter and go, oh, that's so pretty. But is it really bad to live in? Uh, I mean, yes and no. It is It is pretty, you know, when there's a fresh snowfall and you can go on walks and crunch the snow under your feet and (laughs) that's good um but all the when it's like slushy sort of end of winter everything turns to mud and slush and dirt and there's like salt everywhere (laughs) so that's like the Uh, the con side of it you know well i've i've been to your part of the world roughly i was in montreal for a couple of weeks okay yeah in i think it was when was it it was may and there was not much snow around, but there were these giant piles of snow things. <laughs> I gather they just pile them all up and let them melt, yeah? Yeah, that's what they do. So every um, mall, like parking lot, has these huge mounds of snow. And depending <laughs> on how much snow we get, whatever. So then at the end yeah. of the year, everything else is melted and it's like springtime, but there's still these like huge dirt snow piles uh, everywhere (laughs) just because, yeah, they just pile it up in a pile. That's what you do. And then it eventually, it's just like they're scraping dirt onto more dirt. So when it gets (laughs) down to the bottom, it's just like a gross dirt mountain that we have everywhere. (laughs) Just another. See, we don't do that. We just have giant piles of beer cans, Fosters. (laughs) Australian for beer. (laughs) <laughs> that's that's what I want to work on. I I don't have a very good Australian accent. I don't have any. That was that was not too bad. Well, too see bad. that is okay because I have a touchstone because I've heard that ad a million times. Right, like that's the <laughs> that's the ad. That's the tagline for the beer. When I try to just <laughs> do it, it's it ends up going to a British accent very quickly. So I was wondering if you'd be able to. Help me out with that. Give me some touchstones or like what are some good slang terms? Because I know Australians are all about their slang. Oh, we, we are pretty you beaut at it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think the starting point is you've got to be able to say mate right. So give me your best mate. 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 It's like saying mate. You've got to sort of – you've got to drop the A into your throat a bit and say it a bit longer. Mate. Mate. Oh, you getting there? Do it again. Mate. <laughs> I'm trying oh, to drop yeah. the A. Yeah, you got to drop. Yeah, you got it. Mate. So you got to do the A sort of mate. not in your throat, but down your throat. <laughs> yeah, that one got too close to my throat. All right, mate. Yeah. Mate. Yeah, yeah, you get. I'm getting that. Yeah, so I, I, I definitely need a lot of work with that Australian accent. So, what are some key slang terms that we could all use in our in our everyday life? Bonzer is a great one. That I just Bonzer, I just learned. Bonzers are kind of old school now, but it's still it. We Aussies still like to say it. Our Bonzer mate, Bonzer ripping. What else? God. No one says uh, crikey, right? <laughs> what's that? Nobody says crikey. Crikey. Oh, we do, but in a sort of ironic, piss-take sort of way. That's what I figured. It's sort of just like, you know, people think that Canadians say A or whatever, a boot <laughs> kind of thing. And oh, yeah. it is kind of true, but, <laughs> you know, not really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you might get an old old guy saying uh, crikey. Uh, one of my favorites is uh, old mate. Old I'm mate. not sure if, uh, I don't think any other, I haven't ever heard it said in any other English languages, but uh, have you ever heard old mate before? It's one word. Old mate, no. Old mate. So let's say you're telling a story about this guy that you saw down the street or you're just pointing at somebody, that guy over there. So instead of saying, oh, look at that guy over there, we'd say, oh, check out old mate. (laughs) (laughs) I get it. So just like that guy. (laughs) Yeah, but instead of that guy, and old mate can be a, a woman as well. But usually it's a guy. And it doesn't have to be old. The person doesn't have to be old. It can be, check out old mate. Right. So it's not a, yeah. it's, yeah, it's not a, a specific, it's not a gendered term, right? So. Uh, mo- mostly, mostly, but yeah, sometimes. But mostly it's about a guy, but sometimes it can be, it's just, it, 
generic person. I check out old mate. Yeah, get a load. <laughs> get a load, guys. Yeah, just go straight into British. Get a load of old mate. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't know if they do that, <laughs> but I, I do like old mate. I actually f- almost fell in love with somebody because they were they they said old mate. There was a. I was at CERN. I was at CERN in. Uh, Oh, cool. Uh, France, being very, very intellectual, looking at the, the Hadron Collider and Atlas and all that. And there was another Aussie there. I forget her name, but she was from Queensland. And we were outside at the end of the tour and two other people were doing something a bit odd. And she goes, check out old mates over there. <laughs> and I couldn't speak. It was like that T.S. Eliot poem. I was just lost in the light of her just saying, check out old mate. <laughs> Everything slowed down. It became soft focus. <laughs> just like oh, it was a beautiful, tilts. beautiful moment. <laughs> well, that's really cool. Um, so, oh, well, uh, well, while we're talking about it, what, what was CERN like? <laughs> oh, CERN was, um, I was there in July 2012 or something. Basically, you just go into a room and you get to look at all their computers, but you're not allowed to go downstairs to where the collider is. Oh, you don't, um, get, to, you don't get to collide any particles. No, but you get to talk to the, – the guy doing the tour was one of the scientists that designed a, an aspect of the detector. Um, his, his name was Dr. Bill Murray. Hilarious. <laughs> so I just, that was just fantastic. That's awesome. But, yeah, it was pretty, pretty spectacular. But you, it was just – you walked into a room – and it was all their computers, so you didn't get to see anything. Although when when I was we were walking out just before that old mate scene, I asked him whether the scene in Terminator was actually factually accurate or not. <laughs> Do you know that? You know where the is it Terminator Three, the female Terminator? Yeah, T, uh, yeah, I believe so. The T three thousand or whatever she is. Okay, yeah. Um, I asked if that's feasible, and he knew the collider where that film was shot. And he explained how it wasn't. <laughs> and he didn't oh. skip a beat. He answered it factually, and I just loved him from that moment on. That's so great. it was a great day at CERN for me. So he fell he, in love with Dr. <laughs> Bill Murray and an Australian old mate caller. Bill Murray <laughs> had got that question before. He was ready to answer it. Yeah. Like, yeah check he, out he old mate. No like, skin off his nose. He answered it. He did well. That's great. Well, that's very, very cool. Yeah, so that's a that's a good. So fair dinkum. <laughs> a lot of people say that. Fair dinkum. Fair dinkum. Uh it's kind of like crikey. It's more old guys or mm. old, older generation. But mind you, I'm not that young anymore, so I can probably <laughs> fall into that category these days. But yeah, yeah, nah. No. So yeah, nah's, but, yeah, nah's a good one. Yeah, That's nah. That's a good one to talk about. We'll get to that. I know you said... It's s- more like crikey. We don't say it a lot, and it's more ironic. I, I would do it ironically, like, oh, fair income. Oh, <laughs> I get it. Yeah, okay. So yeah, it used to mean... It used to mean like, okay... <laughs> Like, for real. And then now it's sort of like, oh, yeah, real cool. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Got it. Um, but, but have you ever noticed we say, yeah, nah? Or is it, have you ever heard that before? Yeah, no, I haven't. Okay, so we'll say, yeah, nah. So we'll say, yes, no, but we're actually meaning, hold on, I don't even know what we mean. Do you mean yes? <laughs> you no? don't even know what it means anymore. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, so we'll say, yes, yeah, nah. So, yes, no. Uh-huh. So it's an affirmative negative. I don't even know how to explain it. It's really quite complicated, but yeah, it, that's that's pretty common. It's not slang so much. It's more an aspect of the language, really. I guess. Yeah. Well, you guys I, basically I say it, I say it a lot. you guys basically turn any word into Australian slang. Like you shorten everything, right? Like what do they call Facebook oh. over there? They call it like Facey or something. Ah, uh, yeah, Facey. Facey. Twitter doesn't get a nickname, but. I don't know many Australians that actually use Twitter. It's weird. <clears throat> oh, that is weird because I was going to ask if there was a, a like an Aussie Twitter. Oh, th- there's enough, but I don't. Th- th- there's not an overwhelming amount that I know of, anyway. Mind you, maybe people are a lot like me, where they kind of downplay where they're from a bit. Oh yeah, it could be. Yeah, it's the internet. You can be from anywhere. Or nowhere. Or the future. <laughs> the future. Like, you are coming to us from the future. So, Indeed. <laughs> thank you very much for that brief lesson in Australian slang. Crack open no worries, fosters. <laughs> so, let's get into your stories. So, <laughs> I asked for a story, and you gave me a ton of, like, great bullet points. So, I think the best way to handle this is to just... Go through these bullet points, and you can just add uh, and interject and whatever you want, and I'll just go. Yeah, through go for one it, mate. One. Go for it. So I think you're talking about how you're a little absent-minded. <laughs> I think that's like a through line. Uh, just, a, just, a, just a bit. So we'll. Uh, <laughs> that'll be like the overarching theme of these. You said you walked home from work. You live close, like three kilometers away. 
or a few, yeah. two miles or something. I don't know. Sorry, Americans. And you saw your car wasn't <laughs> in your driveway. You thought it had been stolen. You went to call the police. Then you remembered that you'd driven it to work that morning. <laughs> True story. True story. Check the bio. Absent-minded rascal in the bio. <laughs> so uh, do you like? Do you often will like either walk or drive depending on sort of the the nice the weather or not or because i can uh, see yeah. oh yeah i can see that happen if you if you like just occasionally drove you would if you walked more than you drove like it's not crazy that you would just walk home and forget that you had driven your car there it would i'd, I'd mostly walk but sometimes drive if i'd slept in or whatever right but. so um <laughs> well that's okay so yeah i mean that's pretty close like three kilometers was that like a 10 minute walk or less <laughs> 20, yeah, 20, or 20, something. Yeah. 20 minutes, something like that. <laughs> 20 minutes at pace. <laughs> well, I'm glad that you, so you didn't actually call the police. You remembered. No. That's good. But I, I picked out the phone to dial. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the, that's all it took, right? To jar your yeah. memory loose. Yeah. All right. Cool. Um, so another time it says here, you turned up to work in two different shoes. I'm talking yeah. two different colors. <laughs> and different. And different heels. It wasn't even just different colors. They were different colors, different laces, and slightly different heels. I didn't notice until I got there. You didn't notice <laughs> that you were like clip clopping on the right foot and I foot may on the have been hung over. It's hard to say. <laughs> yeah, all right. It's but... hard to say, mate. Hard to say. It was probably a day of the week. I don't know. <laughs> True. Yeah. <laughs> all right and so you made it through the day with the two different shoes no one said anything yeah yeah and no, i just made a joke of it because I'm, I'm a bit of a larrikin a bit of a clown like that i didn't <laughs> once once i got over my own shame and embarrassment i was willing to share yeah you're like check <laughs> this out <laughs> two different <laughs> shoes i'm crazy <laughs> nice oh, it's okay it says here you called in sick on a day you weren't scheduled to work <laughs> <laughs> no but <laughs> true story fact is though that I'm a shift worker, so I like today. What today's Tuesday? Today's my Sunday, even though it's a Tuesday, because I don't go to work until tomorrow night. So that's kind of a bit easy to do on shift work because you get the days are just weird. Yeah, they blend together. Like you had to say that it's your Sunday today, but it's Tuesday. (laughs) So your your Monday is Wednesday, etc. But believe me, when I turn up to work, when I could go to work the following day. And I was told that it was the first day, not the second day. I was not happy. I guess Cause I thought not. Because I, I thought instead of having three 12-hour uh, – so instead of having three 12-hour shifts, I thought I was down to two because I'd taken a – been sick. Oh. Nah. <laughs> I still had to do three 12-hour shifts. I was not happy. Brutal. So I didn't, I didn't get over the embarrassment and shame of that one too easy. Oof, I can imagine <laughs> that. Yikes. Those are pretty mm-hmm. long shifts. So do you work uh, like three days a week or four days a week, something like that, and just work the long shifts? Uh, rotates over a month. So like this week I'm doing two night shifts and three day shifts, and then next week I'll do the opposite, I think. Okay, yeah. I uh, worked shift work for a while uh, when I was in high school, and it was sort of uh, sa- same thing, 12-hour shifts, uh, 7 to 7, and you would work three three days on and then get four days off as you switched from days to nights. But then the, yeah. the, then at the end of the month when there's that turnaround, you would work have to work like six out of seven days. So there would be like you finish at like Saturday at 7 a.m. and then you have to be back Sunday at 7 p.m. <laughs> to start or whatever. And that's oh, pretty, yeah. Pretty the, brutal. We've, actually, that because see this weekend it was we, we worked – Saturday, Sunday, Monday days. Today's off, and then back at work tomorrow night. So it's kind of similar. Yeah, that's that's the quick turnaround. So, but I, uh, I love I love it though because today sunny, twenty five. It's Tuesday. There's one guy in my street mowing the lawn, and <laughs> I might go for a walk later, and or we'll go to the beach or something. It's beautiful. Oh man, I'm so jealous of you right now. That's amazing. Uh, I'm trying not to think about <laughs> how cold it is here. Mm. Probably well, you don't have sharks in your snow, so it's not that not that bad. It's a trade off. We've got sharks in our water. You don't you don't have sharks in your in your snow that I know of. No, I don't think we do. We no. have raccoons, but they I think uh, hibernate <laughs> when the snow comes. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. <laughs> Shout out to Will. So, <laughs> all right, let's get to the next bullet point. I've gone to the you've gone to the wrong cinema. On the wrong day to see the wrong film. I don't even know how that makes sense. It, <laughs> I was meant to turn up on to see the new Blade Runner. 
2049. Oh, yeah. And I didn't read my ticket. I didn't get my ticket uh, ticket checked at the door. So I've rocked up on a Thursday, similar to today. It was a day off to see Blade Runner in the afternoon. And I'm sitting there and I'm thinking, and I'm seeing, you know, how they have the production house ads come through at the start of the film. And it was for, actually it was for Canadian television or Canadian film industry. I'm thinking, surely Blade Runner wasn't funded by Canadian film industry. You never know. Yeah, they weren't because it wasn't Blade Runner. It was some other film, some, <laughs> some art house, some art house. So I left and I got, got a refund and got, got the ticket for the proper day. So you did, <laughs> you did end up seeing Blade Runner 2049. I did. How was it? Oh, uh, I quite liked it. I thought it brought, I mean, I'm no, not someone that bitches on about, oh, the book was better or the movie was better. I, I quite liked Philip K. Dick's book. I thought 2049 was more what the book felt like for me. Mm-hmm. So my feeling of the book was a very dry, inhospitable, desperate, deadly sort of place, whereas the original Blade Runner was more moist. <laughs> um, <laughs> it was humid. So- a humid X was off the charts. Yeah, the human X was off the charts. This is true. But aside from that, the, the, the actual story got me, considering that it was done up fresh off the bat, it was pretty good. Oh, that's um, pretty good. And the, 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 uh, the twist at the end was just beautiful. I, I, I nearly cried. Oh, well, great. No I got a bit emotional. <laughs> no spoilers here, but people go check it out. There's a twist. There's a twist. Now you know. At the end. <laughs> All right. Yeah, no, I liked it. I liked it. Great. Um, so the next point here. You were challenged to become a vegetarian for a month. And you <laughs> chipped a tooth on your first meal. <laughs> <laughs> and then you immediately quit. <laughs> so was this actually, a, was tr- this a, actually true? Was it a dare or was it a bet? Was it what was it? Oh, it was more just a, a, a challenge. There's a guy at work, great guy. He's a piscatarian, I think mm-hmm. he describes himself as, where he eats. Yeah. The only meat he eats is fish, I think. That's correct. Uh, thank you. And we were just talking and he just put it down as more of a challenge. See, Because I, I wasn't knocking vegetarianism. I've, I've, I don't eat meat all the time, but I do like my meat when I'm eating it. Right. Um, and he just put the challenge down. You know, give it a try. See what it's like. You'll, you'll like it. You'll, you'll freshen up your, your palate and you'll freshen up your cooking and all that and chip the fucking two. <laughs> <laughs> so it was on, it was on some nuts. Uh, I think it was sunflower seeds or oh, pepitas or pumpkin seeds or something. One of those. To which this day nuts. I have no beef against, pun intended, but yeah, <laughs> I chipped a tooth and <laughs> I went, oh, come on. And he was sitting there when he, when it happened. I went, Evan, come on, this, this has got to be a ridiculous sort of diet. It's chipped my tooth. You probably had no teeth left, right? <laughs> That's how it goes. It was heading that way. Not that I don't, not that I am against going to the dentist. I love going to the dentist, but I was, I thought that was pretty funny. <laughs> That's good. Um, okay. Next point is. You drove all the way across Australia only to realize that you were setting to return back a week later and you did not have enough money to do so. You didn't have enough Australian <laughs> dollars. No, I, no, I did not. <laughs> so I'm guessing I, that you made it back, but it was quite an adventure. Oh, I made it back and thank goodness for family, friends and the kindness of, of uh, my banker. But yeah, I... I mean, it was a big trip, and it's it's a lot of petrol money, and I didn't have much money back back then. I thought I had enough, but the real the real underlying story is that when I got here, I thought, you know, I better get my car checked. Remember, I'd driven four thousand kilometres, then I got my car checked. Oh, <laughs> so that's that's an incredible intelligence reflection <laughs> on me already. But the the real story is that the guy that checked my car went, uh, you need about $800 worth of stuff done because you won't get back. So oh, that, that's the real story. Yeah, that'll so, take your money real quick. Sounds like a real Mad yeah. Max style situation out there. You're just out of gas, out in the, the outback or something. Oh, mate, I've broken down out there. Well, well Australia is as wide as Canada, I think. You guys are, what, 4,000 kilometers wide or something, yeah? Yeah, roughly. Yeah, well, we're, we're we're pretty much the same. Although, so I've broken down out there. It's it's not it's not fun. It's scary. <laughs> yeah, that would be scary. There's like, a, and 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 out out back, you go 300 kilometers before you'll see a service station, a petrol station, or petrol station, gas station. Yeah. So <laughs> and you, 
yikes. Yeah, you could really break down in like the middle of nowhere, like so many miles from the nearest thing. Oh, yeah, and you might see, and in that 300 mile or 300 Ks, you might see 10 cars, 20 cars. They'll all probably stop because it gets pretty friendly out there, but there's also a lot of weird people out there. It's the outback for a reason, mate. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, that would be that would be incredibly scary. Uh, we once uh, ran out of gas on the way from Palm Springs to Vegas, and we were cutting through like the desert. We're going like the back oh. way, not not on the interstates. Um, so yeah, we <laughs> ran Good out call. of gas, <laughs> and it was the same thing. Like we saw maybe like three or four cars go by when we were when we were stopped after over like an hour or whatever but luckily someone stopped and we could use their cell phone it was back in the early days of cell phone so like oh, so wow. lucky okay. that someone even had a cell phone but yeah they they did and they stopped and we were able to get out of that one we actually got some lovely sunset pictures in the desert but <laughs> <laughs> so you got to look on the bright side but very scary breaking down like away from civilization oh yeah for sure. Well, well, this was back when. Well, there's no mobile reception out there anyway. We we had to use a payphone at one of the serv- servos. I remember the person I was speaking to. It was our like roadside assistants, where they come and pick you up, tow truck. His suggestion was just drive down the road a little bit and see if it does. See if it works. <laughs> I said, mate, if I drive down that fucking road, there's no phone out there. There's no reception. He just didn't get it. And he was an Australian guy. I was just, I hung up on him unpolitely. (laughs) (laughs) He didn't get it. He just didn't get it. But luckily you made it back. Indeed. So that's good on you there. (laughs) And good on whoever helped you out. Yeah. So I guess you've traveled through the States. So these next couple ones are USA related. So (laughs) you uh, went to Green Bay to see the Packers. Yes. And uh, they were playing in Buffalo that week. Yeah, they were. <laughs> go, go, Bills. Uh, that's our that's uh, our, our uh, closest NFL team here. So that's uh, extremely disappointing. Because you're a cheesehead, you're Packers fan, obviously. Go Pack, go. That's yes. right. Yeah, I, I've been a, a loose fan of the Packers all since I saw the uh, the Ice Bowl. Is it the Ice Bowl documentary? Yeah, yeah. Maybe in the eighties or nineties, and I just thought. I mean, I could have gone with uh, Green Bay or the Forty ers but I went Green Bay. I mean, again, because to an Australian, to see minus 15 or what it, whatever it was that day right. just didn't make sense. So I thought <laughs> it was it was, something, it was very powerful. I, I don't know all the players. I don't know the game that well, but I certainly don't know how to book a holiday. I can tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got to check the schedule first. <laughs> <laughs> I would not be a good travel agent. NFL.com <laughs> slash schedule. <laughs> Next uh, time. Forward slash hoppers.failure yeah. or you can you know you can see them in buffalo maybe next time you <laughs> can go to buffalo and well see them. well i have since seen them so there's that okay all right good to to turn up yeah anyway. disappointing <laughs> disappointing um very so it says here this is a continuation uh well in milwaukee while you were still sad about not seeing the packers uh you did laundry at a laundromat and you forgot yep. to check the pockets. Yeah. Uh, and what did you wash, <laughs> Hoppers? What did you wash at the laundromat? So you know that thing that gets you into countries <laughs> and gets you out of countries that's sort of like a book? A little book got stamp, stamps in it, yeah. That's made of paper that doesn't really have a do not wash sign on the front of it? it I wash that. that. It, it should have a do not wash <laughs> on there. Yikes. Oh, that was bad. That was bad. So then you have so to like um, go to the embassy, I guess? Well, the first thing I did was cry, and then I thought I attacked it with a hairdryer whilst crying, and <laughs> okay. then I attacked it with an iron, like a clothes right. iron, yeah. whilst crying again. And all that happened was that it just puffed up to about four times its size. So more crying ensued, and then, yeah, I spoke to my travel agent, and he organized to get me to LA where the Australian embassy is. Oh, you had so to I go spent... to another state to find the embassy? Like there's only one? Yeah, there's, I think there's one in New York and there's maybe, uh, there was definitely one in LA that I don't know if there's others, but Milwaukee was sort of the midpoint of my holidays. Right. I was <laughs> okay. meant to go to Vegas and do the whole Vegas thing, but no, I had to go to LA because uh, again, being the great travel entrepreneur that I am. Um, I didn't have any other ID with me, so there was no real <laughs> proof that there was no way for the embassy to really fix my passport. So I had to stay in Bay, uh, LA, sorry, LA for five 
days when I'd only planned to be there for one. Oh, geez, at least you got to take in the sights, right? Kind of. I was a bit morose by then. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I guess. Quite, I, I was a bit sad. I was a bit down in the mouth. I, I'm not going to lie to you. I was a bit sad about it all. <laughs> yeah. It would not be an enjoyable vacation anymore after your plans get thrown out. Uh, and no. you don't even know if you're going to get a passport and go home. Well, no, no, I didn't because they had to ship my ID over. So somebody had to go to my house, get it out, mail it to the hotel, and then, yeah, so five days just hanging around. The reason that I couldn't, I I mean, I was a bit morose, like I said, a bit sad down the mouth, but I had to go to the embassy every day just in case they had approved the passport. So I was basically hanging around at Century City in, in L.A., Hanging around an embassy like a like a God knows what, <laughs> <laughs> like one of those cool guys who hangs out at the embassy. It sounds like those a, guys. Yeah. a very exciting uh, USA trip. Uh, looks like there's a couple other here, things here from the states. Uh, you rented a car in Arizona, and you were planning on driving 600 miles. Two miles in, you get pulled over for an illegal U-turn. Yep. Yikes. Uh, so I guess I think the is the traffic laws a little bit more lax down there. Like you can uh, just do UEs wherever you want, or what? Because that would have been a good excuse. Well, it was pissing down with rain, and I was meant to be in a left turning lane, but of course in my brain it was a right turning lane because you know <laughs> they drive on the wrong side of the road. Right. I mean the other side of the road, and instead of being in a in a lane that had an arrow, I just had a a turning arrow, sorry, I wasn't and I had to keep going, <laughs> did the U-turn right in front of a cop mm. who then put his lights and sirens on and I pulled over very quickly. And the only perspective we get of American police down here is cops. <laughs> okay, so you had and, some. And, you know, the <laughs> and movies. So yeah. I was I was shit scared, mate. I was scared. Mm-hmm. <laughs> As you should, my nat- should be. My natural Australian inclination was to get out of the car and go, oh, yeah, sorry, mate, what did I do? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> then you I don't want to do that. <laughs> I, don't think you, I don't think you can do that here. I think you need to just wind down the window and put your hands on the steering wheel and don't move. So I did. <laughs> so there you go. Yeah, cops, it was good for something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Keep your hands where you can um, see them. <laughs> he, he was friendly enough, but he had a lot of trouble understanding my accent. He... He literally couldn't – well, he didn't know whether I was Kiwi, British or Australian and because I was so dry-mouthed as well because I was, I was literally very nervous because I didn't know what I'd done, I was very dry-mouthed as well. So mm-hmm. he couldn't understand some of the words I was saying at all. But he was able to understand my answer to the question, do you have any guns or drugs on you? I went, no, <laughs> definitely not. Yeah. No, mate, no. So, but he let me go in the end. Oh, that's good. It was a happy ending and you made it back. I, I, apo- I, I apologized to him. I said, oh, I'm so sorry that I've, my bad driving has caused you to be standing out here in this rain. And oh, that was very uh, nice uh, of you. He was polite enough about that. Well, that's very nice of you. Um, and then you, so you made it back to Australia after your trips. You're safe and sound with all the spiders and snakes in Australia. <clears throat> spiders and snakes and koala bears and evil birds that swoop you and things like that. You got swoop birds? Yeah. Uh, there's a couple of uh, species that, particularly in October, November, when it's breeding or nesting, shit, yeah, mate. <laughs> they just go nuts. Some of them, they'll, they'll swoop, they'll peck your head, they'll attack. Some, have, some are so bad they have to be relocated. What? <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Look up, I... magpie, look up magpie swooping. <laughs> it's just the birds. <laughs> Just some Hitchcock yeah. shit? Yeah, yeah. Well, we've got tree snakes. You know about that, right? No. What? They just they live in the trees? Yeah, they're tree snakes. So they <laughs> jump down on you or what? Uh, I don't know if any tree snakes are poisonous, actually. They're more... more. Uh, yeah, I don't think they're poisonous or venomous. Okay, then it's fine. Yeah. To your worst you, tree snake. But you'll still you'll you'll still cap your dax when you see one. You'll I shit will yourself. definitely do that. <laughs> oh, look! In all honesty, mate, I've been out bush a lot. Been out back a lot. I've seen. I'm in my mid forties. I've seen three snakes in my life. That's it. In the wild, I mean. Uh maybe you're just yeah. not looking hard enough. <laughs> well, I don't. You don't go. <laughs> you don't. I've seen lots of spiders though. 
Oh, yeah. Lots of spiders. I would imagine. Well, thank you very much for sharing all those great tales. And <laughs> now we get into the tweets. I'm talking tweets wow. from Hoppers himself at Frog Avalanche on Twitter. Everyone, please give him a follow for great tweets such as this. So this first one that I will read is Hop's Pick. And it's his favorite and probably one of your most popular. So it is Baby Lawyer. Did you, <laughs> did you steal the victim's nose? Accused. No. <laughs> and cries into palms. Baby Judge. Oh, great. He disappeared again. <laughs> <laughs> Object permanence on display, right? The baby uh, judge yes. <laughs> thinks the guy disappears because he cries into his palms, covering his yeah. face, obscuring his face. Baby doesn't have object permanence yet. He disappeared again. <laughs> Pro- props out to PJ. <laughs> <laughs> so that's a great one. Uh, is there any story behind this? Did you um, see a baby lawyer uh, in court? Or yeah, yeah, yeah. I can vividly remember that tweet. I, I think about a week before I wrote it. Trev Splusk, uh, at Splusk, had written a tweet about a baby cop or a baby detective. <laughs> okay. And, I, and, I, and I, I was complimentary about it. I was really impressed. He did something about a sheet being the object permanence issue. So the policeman puts the sheet over the victim and then the, the baby detective goes, oh, the, where's the victim gone or something like that. <laughs> yeah. So I was, in, I was inspired by that and I thought – you know what? There, there could be a whole world of babies, like babies doing stuff. And <laughs> then I was sitting on my back porch one night, uh, one morning, sorry, having a coffee, having a, a dart, and um, it just popped into my head. I literally tripped up the stairs getting to my back door because it had written itself in my head, <laughs> and I, I had to get to a pen and paper to write it down. And once I'd written it down, as is pretty much, I just laugh so much. I, I enjoyed writing that tweet so much. I think there's a the, there's. I did a reply under it before it started to sort of blow up, so to speak. And I just I just went. I laugh so much at this. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah. Well, that's great. Um, I think it's a great one and great hat tip to Splusk. Everyone, definitely go check out Trev at Splusk. Yeah, it's, it's, it's great to be inspired. Yeah. You all got to, like, everything is just building on what has come before. Just don't steal. <laughs> just don't copy and paste. No. Control C no, and Control don't V. Do that. Please, don't. please, guys. Why? Listeners, don't do it. It's not worth it. Just think of your own thing. Bad. Get inspired. Baby lawyer will get you. <laughs> yeah, baby lawyers <laughs> prosecuting tweet thieves. So baby watch detective out. will get you. Yeah, I was just looking up that baby detective one. It's like, baby detective. These stab wounds here, they. Coroner covers the body with a sheet. Oh my god, the body, it's gone. Where'd it go? <laughs> Classic Splusk goodness. Now we get into Hopper's picks from others. Sifted through from literally hundreds of tweets online. He has picked these two to share on the podcast. So have you got them in front of you? So this is uh, not at not good Ethan. This tweet was written in... Four years ago, actually, 2013, November in 2013. Yeah, almost the, to, the, to the week, exactly. Yeah. It's, Four years ago. It's, it's, and it's one of the first <clears throat> tweets from a cartoon-style AVI. You know that whole there's – there's a lot of us now. But back, back in 2013, guys like Ethan, he's got a, an AVI, which is sort of a, a – it's a penguin. It's from a cartoon. I don't know the cartoon because I'm not that culturally literate. But the tweet is eight ropes, scratches out, 19 wires – Erases. Eight, 875 tiny pieces of thread stuck to your shirt. Crosses out. Two chains. Gasp. Mum, come quick. <laughs> <laughs> I guess this was back in the heyday of two chains when he burst on the scene. Well, yeah, like I said, I'm not that culturally literate, but I, I know of a two chains, and I guess the way he spelled it, he's, some, uh, he's a tough rapper, yeah? Yep, he's a rapper. Yeah, uh, and it's just the I love the contrast with I mean he's he's obviously trying for a name so he's crossing out all the options. <laughs> yeah. But then that gasp, Mum, come quick! It's like he's he's writing it in his bedroom and he's not so tough after all. <laughs> that it's part's beautiful. so funny. Yeah, the juxtaposition of like a tough rapper 
like with that name, Two Chains. <laughs> he just gets so excited he calls his mom immediately. But it's sweet at the same <clears> time. Like when you think about it, like why can't a tough rapper love his mom? Like no, that's not man, a bad thing. Tough rappers should definitely love their moms. Probably love them more than more <laughs> more than more than most. Who knows? <laughs> yeah, there you but go. but it is the it is the stereotypical juxtaposition, and I just love it. It was great. <clears throat> so definitely go check out at Not Good Ethan. He's still around, or uh, he doesn't tweet so much anymore. Um, I had a look at his timeline and his likes. No, he hasn't really done much. He never was a high intensity tweeter anyway. He just came in, did what he he wanted to do, had a quick look around. And was you know back being whoever he is again. Yeah. Um, well, <clears throat> see, that's a, the. But, one I'll, but I'll always love that tweet because it's it's one of the first ones where I went, oh wow, this is what you can do with Twitter. This is good. <laughs> yeah, you can really paint that mental picture. All right, well, yeah. Very good pick, and I guess that's the part of your uh, mo on Twitter is like f- discovering and promoting all these like secret hidden good accounts. Like you did your weekly feature for so long and there were so many good people that, you know, just only had a few hundred followers and didn't have much of a reach. But then you were like this person and then it brought them to the attention. So that's really great. Well, that, that, that thing uh, that I did, because it didn't really have a name, the feature, I ended up doing that for pretty much two years solid. I, don't recall missing too many weeks. In the early days, I did, but for the most part, I didn't matter where I was or what I was doing. It always got done. And yeah, but I, I always had a particular focus. It was always trying to promote people under a thousand followers. And that actually, that idea came from, do you know, Goatface Thriller, Endhoos? Yep. That's actually, it was something that he did for me back, back in the early days. And I thought, you know what, I'm going to pay this forward big time. I think that's a good idea. And you did um, it exponentially so it, 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 more. Yeah, yeah. Although, uh, can I tell can I tell you a, an actual little bit of a selfish story about that whole feature? Sure. The first time I did it, it wasn't so selfless. I actually did it to get somebody's follow back. <laughs> <laughs> oh, here we go. This is the kind of juicy gossip that people tune in for. <laughs> that is that is true. And I didn't get the person's <laughs> permission. It was just bang. On his on his timeline one day was a send me send me tweets retweet this person and I'll retweet yours. It was it was completely it was bold. Okay, but it was very self selfish. Okay, because yeah. I was just want I was just hoping to get his follow back. He's not on Twitter anymore. I think it was Thunderhunk three thousand or something. Do you remember him? <laughs> I do not remember him. Okay, well anyway, I got the follow back. Oh, nice. <laughs> But then he deactivated. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, that happened for another person. That's a different story altogether. <laughs> yeah, uh, Thunderhunk three thousand deactivated. Yeah, yeah. Uh, not, but he de- deactivated a long time, and he, he he was good with what I had done for him. <laughs> okay, well that's good. That's important. Let's let's get to the second tweet that you have selected. It is from our pal Bernie Sanders at. Le Bear Girdle, <laughs> and or as I or as I sometimes <laughs> think of him, I, I I don't know why, but I always think of him as Le Bear Griddle. <laughs> Le Bear Griddle, delicious. I don't know why. Bear cooked bear. <laughs> He's definitely a girdle, but in my head it's a griddle. I always picture a bear griddle. I don't know what a bear griddle is, but that's what go. they cook their waffles on, <clears throat> I believe. So, do you want to hit us with this tweet? It is an insanely, insanely popular tweet now. Dentist waiting room, me, chanting, teeth, teeth, other patients, teeth, teeth, teeth. secretary, pounding her clipboard, teeth, teeth, teeth. <laughs> it's just so much fun chanting teeth. If, you, oh, it's if you're so listening silly. at home, it's hit that so back simple. 15 so and join us, join us with the, uh, the chanting. It's so much fun. So <laughs> shout thank out you for to, joining in. Well done. <laughs> yeah, shout out to Brian Doreen for writing such a very popular tweet. It's just shy of 100,000 uh, likes. It is too, yeah. And it's, it was only tweeted in August. There's a whole DM room based around that tweet now, do you know? There's a DM room based around it. There's it's It 
this has become a format in itself. So people yeah. uh, just like copy and paste, but insert whatever else to yeah. replace teeth or whatever the dent is. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, and those ones get incredibly popular too. You could do probably a whole moment <laughs> with all the different ones that have come up from this. Um, so yeah, oh, probably just like probably. Cre- I've thought of, I've thought of doing one myself, but I think I've done enough inspired by, so I, I, I I just left it alone. Plus, also, I just love the teeth. I think it's the perfect choice. I could, I wouldn't want to alter it. It's the perfect choice because, I mean, uh, if you joined us before, you know, it's very much fun to, uh, just chanting teeth. I would love to replicate that tweet at my dentist, but I'm too shy. Also, uh, at least I, show I, also the dentist. I like my dentist and I don't want to be evicted. Yeah. I mean, you just maybe just like show them, like pull up the tweet next to appointment and be like, check this out. I've thought about it, <laughs> but again, I like my dentist. So I don't. I don't know. I think somebody in because I'm in the teeth DM. I think somebody has shown their dentist. <laughs> I think it was um, at Boog tweets. Boog? Okay, yeah, Boog was it Boog? Yeah, I think it was Boog. He said that he showed his <clears throat> dentist that tweet. The dentist expressed more concern for why he why is he a frog on the internet? <laughs> yeah, that's a whole other <laughs> which, can of Which worms. is what I would be worried. Why are you a frog on the internet? Yeah. I do, can't answer that. <laughs> just... Thank you. I'll see you next appointment. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. That's true. But you I do both, love that tweet. You guys are both internet frogs. That's interesting. We are. We are the probably the rare good internet frogs because oh, sadly yeah. we have been overtaken by... Far, pe- far too many bad frogs. We're talking about the alt-right. We're talking about the Pepe meme. They've yeah, ruined the it. Yeah, the or whatever the hell they are. Yeah, they ruined, the, they ruined online froggery. So. My, sadly, my at is a pre- prediction of those horrible people. It's so sad. <laughs> oh, yeah. We didn't really talk about that. Frog avalanche. The sort of mm. like uh, an uh, allusion to like biblical plagues. <laughs> well, back back before I created, I, I saw people like, not good Ethan, but I also saw people, uh, there was a guy getting around, I'm not sure if he does anymore, Timmy Pumpkin. So I just saw these people with these cartoon ABIs that had a sort of animal or a vegetable plus something that doesn't go with an animal or vegetable (laughs) sort of deal. Yeah. And then I started thinking about fish falling from the sky and then I thought frog avalanche, an avalanche of frogs. (laughs) (laughs) Boom. Simple as that. Nice. All right, good. So thank you very much for picking those tweets, and now we get into everyone's favorite segment. I'm talking questions from Twitter. So thank thank you to everyone who has submitted questions for Hoppers today and for any previous past guests and future guests. Be sure to follow at FOTSpod and submit a question of your own. The first questions uh, come from friend of the show, the lady of whatever. I'm talking about Bex. I'm talking at Bex Dora. (laughs) And she has a few questions. Uh, Let's take these one one at a time. The first question. What does your ideal slash favorite type of breakfast burger? Firstly, breakfast burgers are a thing. You can get them at any good 24-hour diner, of which there is one in my town. And you would have to simply go with flat burger, cheese, and tomato. I'm very plain. That's that's a simple breakfast for me. No egg, I know. No bacon. Okay. Don't get me started on bacon. I'm a, <laughs> just a simple man. Cheese, tomato, and a flat burger. Cheese, tomato, and a burger. All right. Very yes, cool. Please. Yeah, breakfast burger. That's not really a thing here, but that's pretty cool. I uh, will promote anything for breakfast. Being a shift worker, breakfast can occur, occur at any time of the day. Right. So <laughs> breakfast for you could be dinner. It's just like meals don't mean anything. <laughs> you know? No, no. No, I, I eat what I feel like at the time. The, you, the joys of being a single man. Yeah, and you've the done, pleasures, the pleasures thereof. I've seen you tweet uh, some interesting recipes. I'd say or food shots. Um, I think yes. one that I recall it was like you had like meat pies and you put them like between slices of bread and then you put them yeah. on a griddle like a uh, like a waffle iron so you like smushed yes. it down. Yes, and it was yeah, like that. Uh, <laughs> that was fun to do, but. It was. They were not good to eat. <laughs> not an everyday thing. More of a treat. <laughs> no, they were. But it looked really cool. Yeah. <laughs> it looked good for the tweet. It looks stupid. It's. It looks stupid. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. So Bex's next question: What's the best road trip you've taken to the Twelve Apostles with an English person <laughs> via a cheesery? I think this is a leading question. I think that is a leading question. <laughs> 
she would be shocked to know that I have done a similar road trip with myself before. <laughs> um, no, clearly the answer is her, and she is a gem, and I, I loved being chauffeur for Lady Bex. That is a lovely great. day. Yes, Bex is lovely, uh, and we, we do appreciate her on the podcast. So we get to her <laughs> final question. Do frogs still favor lily pad seats, or are these now considered kitsch or old-fashioned? It's a frog question. Definitely kitsch, same as your sort of fair dinkum, <laughs> as we were talking at the earlier part of the show. We now prefer a sit-stand type chair. It can be lowered to be reclining, or it can be like a bar stool. It's, it's a mix-and-match type chair. <laughs> wow, that is very fancy. <laughs> <laughs> that is very fancy. Well, thank you for that, and thank you, Bex, for sending those questions. Next question come from friend of the show, Tom, at Trojan Sauce. Be sure to check out Tom's podcast, Interested in Music, on Twitter at Go, Tom. Interested Pod. It's great if you like music. So, Tom's question is, would you rather have a tasteful lower back tattoo of Shane Warne's face or knuckle that say, Good day, mate. (laughs) Very good accent. Well done, by the way. I thought long and hard about this question. I've seen Shane Warne in real life. He walked past me in an airline queue one time, no (laughs) doubt going to the front of the plane because he's Shane Warne. He sits further forward than the the pilots do. He's that, (laughs) that awesome. He has a face that is... Far more wrinkled and far more brown than my back. So I would have to go with the G'day Mate Tat for G'day sure. G'day Mate Tat. And also, just as an aside, though I'm an Australian, just between you and me, Stephen, I don't like cricket. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm glad that you mentioned that because I, while you were talking... It's boring. I had to do a quick Google of who this person is, and it is an Australian cricketer. Uh, Indeed. Talking, he is a former Australian international cricketer, and widely regarded as one of the greatest bowlers in the history of the game. So, pretty cool. He, he could he could he could throw a ball. He could do that. Pretty for cool. Sure. <laughs> I think he's Mr. Liz Hurley as well. I think isn't he dating what? married Liz Hurley something? Wow. Pretty good. If so, that's pretty good. I got <laughs> I closed the window, but uh, we'll just say that he is. Yes. And good on you for that, Liz Hurley. <laughs> Um, so thank you very much, Tom, and good day, mate. So the <laughs> next question comes from another friend of the show, at Not a Beanie, and the Honorable Annie. Justice Beanie asks, is spinach lasagna still a lasagna? No, and there's a reason why. <laughs> One, spinach is not a food that should be eaten. I wouldn't serve it to anybody. Oh, wow. <laughs> Extremely anti-spinach. I, I, I am anti-spinach. There's a, there's a story. Can I tell it? Sure, go I, ahead. I, I, when I was a child, um, my mother was the primary cook in the house, but she wasn't, sadly, rest her soul. She, um, she wasn't a particularly good cook, nor was she a particularly good prepper of food. So the spinach that I recall eating one particular meal, which has been verified by my sister, she recalls this incident, is that the spinach we were served was gritty because it still contained dirt and it contained an a bug as well. Mm. So no spinach for the hoppers. Perfect. He may be green, but he ain't putting that shit in his mouth. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so no Popeye style muscles popping up. You're anti-spinach. No. Okay. We got it. <laughs> the next question from Beanie comes in and she asks, do the toilets really flush the other way in Australia? Uh, answer yes. That's they, right. All things flow in anti-clockwise because of the Coriolis effect. I don't know how to explain the Coriolis effect or even whether I'm pronouncing the word Yeah, I'm, I was searching for the word, but yeah, Coriolis or whatever. Well, I, I, I say uh, Coriolis because I actually grew up in a suburb of my hometown called Corio, C-O-R-I-O. So I say Corio, Corio. So when I see the word Coriolis. Coriolis, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, you see where I'm coming from. Yeah, for sure. Um, <laughs> Although I did learn in in a literature class when we were reading Coriolanus that it's not probably pronounced that way anyway. But. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, yes, it's true, Beanie. What everyone has always said is true is true. So, it's true. Also, our water level is 
very low compared to, well, you guys. You guys have water really high. It's scary. Yeah, we got the water. We got all these great lakes. Like where I'm talking, where I'm coming from, we got all the fresh water. You've got a lot of it. <clears throat> yeah, we have the most uh, in all these lakes. So the next question, oh, wait, the next question from Beanie and final question is, if two's company and three's a crowd, how many frogs is an avalanche? <laughs> well, given I'm single, I would have to say one. But <laughs> in my head, when I pictured the avalanche, it's like that scene from that Tom Cruise movie where all the fish fall out of the sky. I forget. What's the name of that movie? Is that War of the World? No. <laughs> no, it's Things not. Things do fall out of the sky and they're not. No, that's, that's very good, Stephen. I like that. Well, <laughs> I don't know. I'm not sure. I don't know, Annie. There's a, there's, a, there's a lot of frogs. A lot. Yeah, countless. Sadly, there's no one kissing this Prince Charming. Well, <laughs> someday soon you'll find your old mate. <laughs> <laughs> that you. was a callback. All right, so the next question comes from our good friend of the show, Malt underscore Skull. Malty. Malty asks three questions, and they are thusly. Number one. Are there any weird lasagna tricks that make for good lasagna? Uh, yes, you. The one weird trick is to <laughs> not put kale in it, which I have done. See, I don't like spinach, but I like <laughs> kale, and I have put kale in a spinach. In fact, and I've never been called out on this, but I think I should be, and hopefully because of your show, I sh- I will be. <laughs> but you know the 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 tweet I did about drinking lasagna. Yes. I did drink lasagna, but little little do people know that was a kale-based lasagna that I drank, and nobody's pulled me up on it. It was disgusting. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's more of a uh, more of like a smoothie than uh, lasagna at that point, right? Well, it still had meat in it, and it still had the noodles or pasta in it, and it still had the bechamel, but it also contained kale. <laughs> well, uh, a little bit healthy. So at least there's that. Um, hmm. So I think this is a follow-up question. You use that Nutribullet much? <laughs> I do to make kale smoothies. <laughs> Just kale smoothies every day, glugging it down. Sometimes uh, lasagna. Uh, kale smoothies, banana smoothies. Uh, I got told by a guy at work who I call the food anarchist because he's he is way beyond anything that I'll do. When I told him about my um, meat pie waffles, he just scoffed. <laughs> Nice try, amateur. Um, but he he can do a um, he does milk smoothies, so he can actually do like milkshakes in them. So I'm going to try that. He reckons you can do an Oreo milkshake in a Nutribullet. So I'm going to give that a crack. Yeah, give that a crack. That sounds delicious. <clears throat> give it a crack, mate. All right. And the third question: Are you are you backing up? Someone backing up over there? Yeah. Um, so the third question from Malt is: Have a great day. So it's not a question at all. Just have a great day, and I would like Aren't to. You multi? I would like to Aren't double that sentiment. So have a great day, and everyone else out there listening. I hope you're having a great day. All have right, day, we man. we got a few questions left. So next questions come from friend of the show Andrew Nadeau. That rhymes at Andrew Nadeau zero. Everyone, go check him out. Uh, his question number one is: When are you coming back to America? <laughs> I've I've met Andrew. He is a, a lovely guy, a good look, good looking man, smart, intelligent. Uh, I don't know, mate. <laughs> nothing on um, the calendar yet. Nothing on the calendar. I don't even have any holidays booked for the entirety of next year. So one never knows. One never knows. Never know. Leaving it open could be any day yeah. now. Andrew could be any day, <laughs> or, or or not, maybe. <laughs> uh, and his second question. I think we already touched on this. Where did hoppers slash frog avalanche come from? Well, yeah, it came from that whole, that little, that, that whole 2013, 2014. I will add to the story we were telling before is that um, I had another account, which was one of those 10,000 followers, 10,000 follow back type things. Okay, yeah, yeah. And I just wasn't having much fun. My mum had passed away and I just felt like I needed a fun place that was not me, I guess. I get it. So, yeah, I saw all these cartoon accounts and thought, you know what, those guys look like they're having fun. I'll just be an anonymous frog online and just be private and a bit secret about who I am. And, yeah, I just took it from there. 
Yeah, and I mean, it is like a little bit more freeing. You don't, yeah, have friends and family checking over you or whatever. If you don't want to, anybody to see, you don't have to. So I don't. In fact, I've had that account now for three, three and a half years, and I think one person at work knows I've got it. None of my family do. None of my friends do. It's 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 my place. Like I've I've I post photos of myself online, but I'm quite happy to have a private space i guess yeah it's great and uh, yeah you remain anonymous through the podcast so, <laughs> so there you go um all right so next question comes from last week's guest rads at feeling euphoric so <laughs> great and her question is this you're suddenly transported into a children's nursery rhyme what nursery rhyme are you in and why? <laughs> I had no trouble answering this question at all, and I replied to her saying that I would sing the nursery rhyme. Oh, here so we go. Great. Let me get the lyrics. Let's get your pitch pipe. Mm. Mm. I, I think it's a nursery rhyme, but we'll, 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 <laughs> okay. it's, it's a nursery rhyme I remember singing when I was four. All right. So, so here we go. I'm a little bit dry mouth and I'm a little bit uh, nervous, but... Here's me singing my favourite nursery rhyme. This old man, he plays one. He plays knick-knack on my thumb with a knick-knack. Patty whack, give a frog a bone. <laughs> this old man comes rolling home. This old man, he plays two. He plays knick-knack on my shoe with a knick-knack. Patty whack, give a frog a bone. This old man comes rolling home. Ta-da! <laughs> well done, Hoppers. Well done. Very good. <laughs> the frog, you changed it from dog to frog. What a boom, great boom. touch. And thank you to Rads for that great uh, inspiration to get Hopper singing the song. Yes, so, thank you. When, when, thank I was, you. when I was four singing that, I literally pictured my grandfather rolling down the street to his house. <laughs> That's nuts! <laughs> They're literally rolling. It's, wow. But then again, that's what a four-year-old pictures, I guess. Yeah. Your grandfather rolling down the road. That's what it says in the song. <laughs> it does. Why would it lie? All right. So we got a couple more here. And this next one oh, is yep. from Susie at Genius in Disguise. <laughs> ah, yes. All right. And she asks, what does cheese say when it's having its photo taken? Uh, I would like to... Um, preface my answer to this question by saying that a corny joke is about to assault your ears. Are you ready, listeners? <laughs> Spoiler okay, alert. Okay, <laughs> so what does the cheese say? So I thought long and hard about this this question, and I thought I need to speak with the cheeses themselves. They weren't that forthcoming, so I went Guantanamo Bay on them. <laughs> okay. Um, I tried waterboarding. I tried this torture, but... The one thing that got them talking was I grilled the cheeses. (laughs) 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 You grilled them. (laughs) You violated the Geneva Convention for that joke. (laughs) All right. Uh, The shorter answer is the cheeses say cheese. Cheese. Why wouldn't they? Yeah, why wouldn't they? Uh, All right. So thank you, Susie, for your question. All right, and now we get into the final questions submitted dun, dun, dun. Uh, by Guy Incognito at Shut Up, That's Who, and he asks a bunch of questions. So we're going to hit this speed round so style. We're going to hit it speed round style. Go. I'm going to ask one by one, and you just pop the answer, and then we'll hit the go. next one. Ready? Go. So, go. mate, what's your favorite, ready, type of frog? Me, the green tree frog. Internet frog. Beer. Bogues. Five percent. Nothing Ooh, less. Fancy. Ablet. Uh Gary Jr. He's mm, prettier. Cool. I have no idea what that is. Concentrated yeast extract. <laughs> Pass. <laughs> <laughs> Place to visit in Washington? Place to visit in Washington. Uh d- oh, maybe WA. Is that a different thing? Western Australia? <laughs> oh, WA. Um Little Creatures Brewery. Okay. Um favorite video game. Uh Galaga. Oh, that's interesting. I would have picked no Man's Sky. I mean, I would have thought that you would have picked No Man's Sky because 
you're into it. Oh, well, thank you for being so observational about that. Well done. Ten points, mate. Um, (laughs) Galaga, because I haven't mastered it, whereas I actually have mastered No Man's Sky after playing it for nearly a thousand hours, whereas (laughs) I've played Galaga for more than a thousand hours. I cannot master that game. All right. Yeah. And uh, it's an original old school game. So I uh, I respect that answer. But if anyone likes No Man's Sky, get at you. Get at it. All right. Uh, All right. So Antipodian Tweet contest the fucking australian one mate there you go i got it uh and then finally your favorite trilingual furniture seller franco cots wow <laughs> well thank you so much thank you for answering all those questions and thank you to everyone who has submitted a question oh wait we got one last question here it comes Ooh. from my wife a cat and she asks <laughs> Have you ever met Darren Hayes from Savage Garden? No. But that, that's, but like that's an, uh, an interesting question. I probably live next door to him, knowing there's not many of us Australians, mate. <laughs> yeah, so I think that was just, <laughs> just like, do you have any Australian questions? It's like, ask him if you ever met Darren Hayes from Savage Garden. <laughs> like, okay, <laughs> I will. So shout out to Cat, And that's about it. So thank you to everyone again for submitting those questions. And thank you, Hoppers, so much for joining me this week. Thank you. Um, That just about wraps it up. So I will now play the podcast theme, and we will say our goodbyes. So thank you very much. Thank you. It was Bonzer. It was, uh, wait, Ah. (laughs) what's another one? It was Radical. Radical. It was, it was Rippin'. (laughs) Rippin'. <laughs> well, that's it. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode with Hoppers. Go on and give them a follow at Frog Avalanche. And please follow at FOTS Pod and send a question for future guests. I'm over there on Twitter having a great time at Skinner Steven. For all the old, fun, cool, past, good episodes, visit StevenWSkinner.com. And maybe subscribe and you automatically get the new episode every week. And please leave us a review. In fact, the next person to leave us a review will get my undying gratitude. Thanks to Kyle Davidson for the theme and Ruby Coast for the music. And good on ya for listening. And have a great one.